0: Damn it. Shit. I can't believe this. Me either. I don't understand. Like, how much time did we spend researching? Like, we were looking into some serious shit. Like, I don't understand. I know less now than I thought I did going into all of this. Like, what the hell happened? Like, are you serious? The Texans are going to score 53 well, points? you get
1: pieces of shit like the Denver Broncos.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? It seems like there's there's collusion going on. See, it's real, and it's here in football picking. They colluding. I, I can't believe this. We got to take this to the top.
1: They all colluding. We're going to take it to the papers. We're going to take it to the top. Uh, to, I, where this is going over. We're going over everybody's head. We're taking this where it needs to go.
0: Yeah, I don't even think the football gods can save us anymore. I don't think so. I'm denouncing them, by the way. Fuck them.
1: Yep. Hail football Satan, everybody. Yeah, yeah.
0: We're turning. I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm. Flabbergasted. I'm, I'm to, so sick of this fucking coin. I'm about to sell my goddamn soul to Football Satan just to get a goddamn pick. I'm so pissed off. I, I don't fucking get it. I mean, what do we got to do? We sit and we research every week. We try to come here with a smile on our face and enjoy these games. And what do we get out of it? We're getting destroyed we by get a quarter.
1: Bullshit.
0: Bullshit. God damn it. Start the fucking show. You're listening to the Even the Odds podcast with your hosts, Tub and Jimbo. Welcome back to the
1: Even the Odds show, everybody. My name is Tub, And my name is Jim. And thanks for joining us once again.
0: This is the week six episode. This week on Even the Odds, we're going to rank the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL. And our list may surprise you. You've got to tune in for number seven, I guess. And also we got to take a moment to talk about the standings, don't we? I think so. I think that would be appropriate. So, yeah. Both me and you followed up with a pretty standard subpar week. Yeah. But, again, nobody cares about what our picks are. We've nope. stated that. we got to talk about the real start of the show, and that would be the coin. Uh, the coin held pretty strong. Another solid week. Once again, better it than is, us. It is now picking in the 94 percentile of all... Uh, picks on ESPN's Pigskin Pick'em Challenge. So at this point, I mean, we really need to think about how to market the coin. Yeah. I mean, you see all those hotlines. It's like Bazooka Joe, and it's like stupid, like,
1: Call me. I got the
0: winners. Five, 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 no, five, 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 five. Repost this on the
1: Instagram for my
0: picks. If you pay me $5 on the follow, I'll get you this week's winners. You know, those kind of slugs. Yeah. And I think at this point, we should really just start to push the coin in that manner. Like, it's consistently picking the winners. Yeah, every week. Or maybe is it just proving the fact that maybe there are no experts. Maybe everything is hmm. just random. Hmm. Maybe everything is just down to, like, a gut feeling or, uh, uh, you know, a strange coincidence. Almost like that is the case. Yeah. Who would have who knew that picking sports is so random? Hmm. I don't know. Oh wait, that was us, we predicted That's this That's right That's why we're here today, folks So uh, we do feel a little vindicated, I guess But uh, our egos are bruised Yeah,
1: you could say that We have not done very well in our personal picks at all So while we we're justified in the idea of this show so far Our picks left a lot to be desired
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that um, But we soldier on we're, we're not quitters I mean, we, we may have had the vents and frustrations to start the show but uh, we're not giving in, and we wouldn't want to do that to you guys, especially all the people that have been there from the beginning. So we're going to keep going. Uh, so I thought it would be kind of an interesting thing to think about, uh, especially we're we're definitely past the quarter point of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, every team now has played at least four games. Uh, I always see, like, those lists, and you see them all the time too, and we've always shared them back and forth and I always had a big chuckle about them. Yeah. And that's, like, the whole idea of, ranking the quarterbacks in the nfl now i figured it'd be fun if we did uh personal top 10 Mm -hmm. and we can post the rest of our list on our social media after the episode but i think it'd be interesting if we just went through and uh what we can probably do is we can probably just make a list and then we'll just go back and if we disagree we can kind of chime in there sure but do you want to go ahead and and start? Or uh would you like me to start? You, you uh, we go can start.
1: It? Yeah, let's do this. We're just going off the top of the head. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. So I like it. Let's start from one to ten. I think that might be like easier to yeah, digest. it's definitely kind
1: of thing. an easy, easier spot to start at than the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah. and the top's a little more we won't, lonely up there. Yeah, it'll be harder to kind of forget <laughs> guys if we go that way too. Yep. So uh I think we're gonna agree on number one. I think Tom Brady's number one. Tom Brady. Well, are we talking about this year or? I'm talking about just currently so far in this season. I currently think- so
1: far this season. Uh, actually, let me let me stop myself and switch it out. I'm going with Russell Wilson.
0: Really? Yes. I I definitely think he's in the top three, but number one, I got to go with him. Number one. Oh, you got no arguments for me, but I find that still to be a little shocking. But his play it is might definitely be a little jarring.
1: Up. But like that guy is really playing good football.
0: Okay, interesting, and that's, that's a nice... And I think,
1: the, honestly, the top couple guys it could have been. Oh, yeah, they're, I, think I think we're
0: going to be very interchangeable. I think we got the same top five. Yeah. Uh, I would have went with Patrick Mahomes as my number one. I, yeah. I think it's, it's hard not to go with that guy just based on how he's been balling out this year. Honestly, I think he's proving that he's not the system guy that no. they were trying to make him out to be. He isn't the guy who needed all the weapons to get it done. He's getting it done with a bunch of guys that I don't know he's who they are and LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, He's
1: making crazy plays with guys that I don't know exist. And and that's the thing, too, is that this was a guy that everybody thought, oh, well, he's going to have a little sophomore slump, which is to be expected because the numbers he put up is, is uh, or not even a sophomore slump because it's his third year in the league, but you know what I'm saying. His first year starting, he put up yeah. uh, astronomical numbers, and it's only uh, based in reality that he's going to – Fall down a little bit this yeah. season, which I think he probably will still by the end of the season. But he is still doing things with the football that the other quarterbacks in the league cannot do.
0: That That is a fact. Um, so, all right, I, I pretty much told you my number one. Yep. I was going to go number two is Russell Wilson. So, I'll okay. let you go ahead and continue. Well, Who I was going to go with actually probably Pat Mahomes. So. Okay. So, Just honestly, there's only one disagreement. We can move yep. on. So, uh, number three, I think this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Who do you got here?
1: I'm, number three, I will go with Tom Brady. Okay. Just because of all the things he does have to manage. It might be easier for them, but he's still got to go out there. And if, if, all you have, if you have everybody in America calling you the GOAT, you got to kind of go out and manage the games like the GOAT. Yeah. And, and, and they're still undefeated. And so until the day comes where a team beats them and changes my mind about that, he's going to be in the top three.
0: Why well, had Tom Brady at four. And, and I don't think that's a bad slot for him. I still think if the game's on the line, I think mm-hmm. all of us are going to choose him to be the guy that sure. have the football. Uh, so that's not a slight on Tom Brady. That's really more me wanting to talk up the guy I have at three. Okay. And that's Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the performance he had last week? He lit that up. That out. was incredible. He is definitely one of those guys you you just have to stop everything and watch him every time you get a chance. He's that electrifying. He's still playing behind one of the league's worst lines. He's literally putting the team on his back. Like, that is not a great team. But he is making them out to be one of the biggest contenders in the South. So, I don't know. It's got to be that guy for me. Uh, who do you got at four?
1: Ooh, number four. It's a tough one because this ranking would have probably been different had you asked me a week or two ago. But number four, because I'm thinking this all through right now, I'm going to piggyback off your idea, and I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson because he's played really, really well, especially last week. But he he does he's another guy kind of like Russell Wilson where I see him making a lot of these things happen. And when he can make the things happen like he did last week,
0: they're going to put 50-plus points on the board. Now, here's where I'm going to lose a lot of people. I think the fifth-best quarterback right now, based on this season, And no prior season, I'm going with Matthew Stafford. Damn
1: it, I was going to say Stafford for five. So,
0: okay, I
1: mean, I can I can change a guy. Well, but but no, he's not making any mistakes, ladies and gentlemen.
0: He's doing everything that you would ask a guy to do, and you look at his situation. I would argue uh, he has fewer weapons than the guy I would put at number six, Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. and he's accomplishing more. I mean, granted, we're going to talk more about these two guys later when we get to picking that Monday night matchup. Right. But at the same time, I think Stafford has shown the flashes that a lot of people have seen for years, that this guy is capable of being a franchise quarterback. He just always was surrounded by ineptitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays for the Lions. I mean, come on. Like, this is a team that – uh actively seeks out losing. There's a little bit of putrid history
1: there, I would say with that. There's game.
0: a stink that has to yeah. be washed off. And Stafford actively, if you ask anybody that played with the guy, like they will go out of their way to say that he is legit. He's mm-hmm. a true leader and he's shown that with like just his actions, his efforts. This is a guy that deserves this kind of success that he's seen. And I think that's going to keep up for him. So, I don't know. I got to go with him. Like he's definitely been up there. He's proven it to me this year.
1: Everything that they've done that's been good, it's be on the back of
0: him. And I think there's no doubt defense
1: playing better is also on the back of him. Defense is playing great, that's fine. However,
0: they're moving the ball and the defense isn't on the field all the time. Correct. Who you got at six? That's where
1: I would go there. Six and see this this is another one where it uh, flips and flops for me based on the last couple weeks. I'm going to base it on the whole the whole thing. Oh, it's still going to come down between.
0: One of three people, but just to be different, I'm going to say Dak Prescott. Ooh, see now in hindsight, I think about it and I uh, I think I I underrated the guy. I would have at six. I think I should have put him higher. But I would go with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think last week was not a good showing, and I think that just was. He's had a couple kind of right. off games in a row, but this is a guy that I've been I've been championing him all season. He's been so underlooked for so long. He's always had the tools to be the guy that he is right now. I think he is going to be part of that next wave of QBs with Watson and Mahomes. Where yeah. He's oh, just yeah. going to be around for a long time. He's going to be a force. I think he's only going to get better as time goes on throwing the football. He's already proven that he is one of the premier athletes with the ball in his hand. Without question. And I think it's, it's a great sign that he's... Willing to go out there and say, "Hey, I'd rather throw it than run it." Oh yeah, he knows deep down as a quarterback, and I think that's why Deshaun Watson's so good well, it's too. It's also a
1: shelf life thing. You got yeah, it's preservation.
0: He knows he can get the ball, he can get it done on the ground, but at the same time, he's like, "Hey, I want to pr- work as much as I can on throwing and getting the timing down with my receivers, and you know, kind of extending the play." And I think that's what we're seeing a lot from the NFL is you got Russell Wilson, you got Dak Prescott, you got uh, Sean Watson mm-hmm. and they're able to kind of run around and like make a play happen and they're doing it with their legs but they're extending the window for them to get a guy open and and I find that to be really interesting going forward in the NFL I would say Dak is around there though I think I would probably have uh, Dak around uh, right around Jackson.
1: yeah yeah I, I could really think of three guys in, in these picks
0: and I think we're getting to the point where it's starting to crowd and it's like the, like what's separating these this guys This is why
1: a top 10 list makes sense because honestly once you get past 10 you just lump all those other guys in one or two categories. Oh yeah. You can't even really give them numbers.
0: Well, I I almost feel like there's tiers. Like yes. like outside like I think once you get outside the top 10 you're looking at guys where it's like uh okay. Like, they're, ser- they're serviceable guys. Sure. Like, I don't want to sit here and dump on Kirk Cousins all day, but he's not a great quarterback, but he's serviceable. You could mm-hmm. win with a Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Now, could you win with some of these other guys? I don't know. I
1: don't know. We'll see. But uh, on to the next one, I guess. Uh, was it number seven? I believe I had. Your number six was uh
0: Jackson. My number 6 was Rodgers and my number 7 was Jackson.
1: Oh, okay, so it's on to my number 7 then.
0: Correct, yes. Okay,
1: Kirk Cousins. Just kidding. I'm okay. Going with Aaron I was I was about to say you're <laughs> crazy. But yeah, sure, <laughs> Rodgers is fine here. Aaron Rodgers there. Uh moving on to the next pick, just to cycle out those three guys is uh Lamar Jackson. Not really much to be said that we didn't already talk about, but Yeah. He's definitely my pick after those guys. I got to give Rodgers a little seniority. Over oh, him. that's fair. And he's been uh, bought more ball management too than we've seen in the past from Rodgers. Uh, they've when they when their run game is going and going well, and their defense is playing really well. He doesn't have to do all the stuff that he's.
0: And I think doing. they're playing that smart because before they put everything on the arm of Aaron Rodgers, yes. and I think by establishing the running name, they're giving him some help, and they're not making it all about him. And I think, therefore, it's opening up a lot of the passing plays. And yeah. it's making the offense a little better. And we got a lot to say about the Packers. We'll right. get to that later.
1: All right. So uh, that was my pick. What do you got at number eight?
0: Ooh. I would probably – this is where I'd probably throw Dak out there. He's pretty close to this, and it seems fair. We already covered him, so we can yep. move on. Who you got at eight?
1: Uh, was well, this my eighth or my seventh? I don't know. Jackson was your se- seventh. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Well, then uh, the next pick, whatever it is,
0: whatever the fuck it is. Who knows? Yeah, it don't matter. Uh, You'll see it all online. We'll list it out. Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. I'm okay, going, I'm nice. going there.
1: As far as managing the games, they're undefeated. They beat teams that people thought they probably shouldn't beat. They also have beaten teams that they pr- definitely should have beaten. Um, but, yeah, I just see a model of consistency there so far. I mean, there's nothing super crazy to write home about outside of their running game. In their uh, bolstered defense, but what he's been able to do is get them to the promised land at the end of the game. So
0: he's been solid. But he doesn't crack my top ten. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go to, go off an old standby. I I cannot stand their team this year, and they just drive me nuts. But I gotta say, Philip Rivers. It's not his fault that they're not winning. No, he's always been a pretty consistent guy. It's true. Ask his wife.
1: Oh yeah, nails her all the time. Yeah. The, the little, uh, he's really good at scoring, really good at scoring. He has his own football team made up of his kids, so
0: and he'll move them to L.A. someday too. Yeah. Oh, course. he already did. Um. Okay. So yeah, I mean that that's uh, who I got at eight. Who you got at nine? Oh, uh, let's see some uh, deep
1: thoughts here. Number nine. Right now. Based
0: on right now, oh, are you are you going where I'm? I'm thinking going you crazy going? right now. I'm going Jameis Winston at number nine. Oh, okay, not what I expected, but yeah. I mean, you kind of got to give it up to him. He's been balling out. Like yes. he's been putting up big numbers. That game against the Rams, I'm still not over. It. I'm still shocked by that. I think that they are something else right now. I yeah. think uh, they got it clicking on offense. You know, and if he keeps playing like this, like I don't know. Maybe we could all be wrong about him. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, they're getting it done. Um, This is the one I think a lot of people are going to be mad at it as well. We got to put the goat at number 10, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And honestly, this is not a fair list. We probably should have excluded him because he's just the greatest of everything. Yeah, it's not even fair to put them in the same plane of existence. Really, you know what this really is about? We're boosting the egos of the nine guys in front of this guy because we all know that he is the greatest of all time. Yeah, of course. And I'm talking about wow. the Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania running wild, dude. Minshew Mania is on a roll and it can't be stopped and I don't want it to stop. No, he's he is the immovable
1: force and he is the irresistible object or whatever the fuck that stupid saying is. Yeah. He he is the force and the He odds. checks all the boxes. If he's a multiple-choice question, he
0: answers A, B, C, E, and D. Chuck Norris is afraid of Gardner Minshew. Oh, yeah. He has uh, a standard chance. Yeah, he would kick his ass. Without Every question. day of the week.
1: Every day. So, Twice uh, on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we really just made this list just to talk about how great Gardner Minshew is. But if you'd like to see the rest of it, uh, we'll have it up on uh, our social media after the episode. All right, guys, uh, uh, I think we we, we got to do this. I know we've been kind of putting this off, and we're kind of fearful about it, but it's time for the week six picks.
1: Yeah, we got to do it at some point. It's kind of the bread and butter of the program. So let's, let's move on. We'll get to the picks, and uh, let's get it going. Let's grease the wheels on this bad boy.
0: All right, so uh, Thursday night football, we got a, a pretty weird matchup. You could say that. Um. Do the Giants still beat the Patriots even if it's not a Super Bowl? No, <laughs> well, I guess lay it out for us what do, What do we got? We have the New York
1: Giants at the New England Patriots with the Patriots giving the Giants sixteen and a half points.
0: yeah, that's a lot of points that's a so lot I, of points I mean. Hey, the Giants could have used sixty and a half points against the Vikings this weekend. They could have used him against the Vikings, so they're f- gonna fucking need
1: him against the Patriots.
0: Yeah, they made Kirk Cousins look like Tom Brady last week. <laughs> and, Not an easy thing to do. Yeah, and and if Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady this week, the Giants are gonna get smoked. And I pretty much feel like that's going to be the case. Yeah. I mean, even with a line like this, I got to say I don't see New England.
1: And New England's had these crazy lines. And, I mean, if memory serves, they've pretty much gotten them all.
0: Yeah. And and here's what I almost want to say. Is New England going to play anybody this year? Yeah. Buffalo was the only team at all that provided any sort of challenge to them. And they almost pulled it out. I mean, let's think about that Steelers game. Absolute travesty that. No one should have watched after the second quarter. Uh, they beat up on the Redskins. Oh, good for them! Everyone especially, does that,
1: especially knowing on what we know now. Like that team is yeah. Didn't a they mess. get
0: didn't they get the Dolphins and Jets too? Like they've just gone through and they. Yeah. I can't imagine any sort of competition they face so far. No, and I don't think this is going to continue, or I don't think that's going to stop here with the Giants. Like I like what they're doing. Daniel Jones is nice. I think Evan Ingram is proving to be the guy that they thought that they were going to get when they drafted him in the first round. Mm -hmm. Uh, Golden Tate coming back is nice. Uh, Sacon when he comes back, you know, that would be a a nice addition to this team. I think they have something nice moving. Like, they could really make something happen in the future. But here's the problem. It ain't the future. This is the present. And in the present, the New England Patriots are a juggernaut and – the giants are not no no there's
1: a big difference between 2 and 3 and 5 and 0 oh. yeah there's there's three differences yep all three of them the new england patriots know nothing about and so that is why i am picking the new england patriots and i'm going to stick without with you here without hesitation
0: and now we got to figure out if the dastardly coin is with us so let's go ahead and guess what It's not.
1: Oh no! The coin
0: is going with the New York Giants. Ooh. Oh, they must have been. They must have went out drinking with Mark Bavaro or something. Yeah,
1: I don't know how I feel about that. So maybe this is the weird game that the Pats drop, and it wasn't going to be against the Bills. It's going to be against the Giants.
0: No, I don't think they're dropping the game. I think the Giants just lose by fourteen.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That is one hundred percent fair. And let's see what starts off our Sunday action here. We have the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting one and a half points.
0: These two teams are playing again already? It feels yeah. like this just happened.
1: feels like it happens like every couple
0: weeks, to be honest. I don't know what to say about this one. I mean, what is going on with the Panthers? Is this Kyle Allen thing – is? Is this for real? Do you think this is going to continue going forward? Like, I I, I don't understand. I mean, are they also going to give Christian McCaffrey the ball 80 times a game? I mean, they're going to turn that little guy in the dust. Well, I, like, I don't think that's a good strategy.
1: Eventually, I think their master plan is that he's also going to play quarterback. Ooh. And he's just going to throw the ball to himself and then just run.
0: Oh, like, uh, you remember back in the day when Mr. Perfect would, like, grab that yeah. football? And he would just, like, throw it, like, yep. 80 yards and then run and catch it. And he's like, no, that's perfect.
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense for them. I mean, if they can draw that play up and get that to land in game, like, they're going to be my new favorite team. So, I'm no, rooting oh for yeah. that.
1: But, uh, I don't know how I feel about Carolina going to Tampa Bay with Tampa Bay getting a point and a half of the way Tampa Bay's been playing.
0: Spoiler, all season. Yeah. I, I'm – I'm not a believer. I, I know the Panthers have been proving me wrong, but they've also been playing terrible competition, so I can't really buy into like what they've been doing. I hate to say it. I mean, I, even though I know, like now that I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and pick the Bucks here, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is going to have eight touchdowns, seven hundred yards. You better get him in daily fantasy now. So uh, I, I don't know, but I'm I'm with you. I mean, and that's probably the right mindset to have because he's great.
1: He's really good.
0: Yeah, but. I don't. But he's one guy. I don't understand teams that do this though. This they're they're putting all their eggs in one basket, and then
1: in the first six weeks of the season,
0: yeah, like th- like this is like you're showing your hand too much. Like everyone's just gonna call your bluff. Like when you just say, "Oh no, we're we're gonna kind of mix them in there every now and then." They're no, not. Everybody knows. <laughs> like this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then when he gets hurt, this team will be done. So I guess we'll have to see. But let's see what the coin has to say. Oh, uh, looks like uh the coin's going with the Panthers here. Ooh, interesting. I guess uh this is the week where we're gonna look like fools, but we'll have to we'll have to keep going. I mean, looks like both of us agreed on both picks and the coin yeah. did not, so something's let's... gonna happen for sure. Now and if it does, so what?
1: So fucking what
0: all right, next
1: next game. Next up we have the Cincinnati Bungholes at the Baltimore Ravens, with the Ravens giving the bungholes eleven and a half points.
0: Oh, we're so mean to Cincinnati, but at this point, I think their play and the games that we have to watch them that they participate in, I think that's like honestly much more torturous to us than the mean things we say about them.
1: Yeah, just like trade AJ Green to somebody and just get it over with.
0: Yeah, that they're really wasting a generational talent. I mean, they're they're Calvin Johnson.
1: And this charade. Yeah, sick of it.
0: But you know, we say that they're gonna trade him to the Pats for a bag of Doritos, and it's gonna be the absolute worst thing to happen. And he'll get a ring, and and we'll be complaining about that later. So I guess uh, we should be careful what we wish for. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows? Especially with the football god out there, we all know who that asshole deals with these things.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know. Um, but, yeah, what is there really to say about the AFC North? I, I think you called it a couple weeks ago when you were just basically saying that none of these teams are that great and they're all just going to bounce around yep. and then eventually someone stupid like the Steelers win the division.
1: Yep, and somebody will pile up enough bodies and then they just, they're just they good. They just walk right in because everybody's either too hurt or in a funk enough to where they it won't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm, I guess uh, here's what I'm looking at in this game. Uh, Is Lamar Jackson going to bounce back? Last week was kind of brutal. I I don't think anybody was expecting that kind Mm -hmm. of a performance. Um, We all know he's got the talent. He's showed the flashes all year long. I think this is the game where he's going to come on. He's going to reaffirm his supporters and let them all know that he's not going away. And I think he's going to put up a big game. and. Mm -hmm. I like the Ravens big in this one. Me too.
1: And I also think it's an opportunity for their defense to come in and maybe look like a Ravens defense against the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, and that uh, whatever you want to call that offense in Cincinnati. They can find a way to put up
0: points, but tell me, like, four other names. Uh, Joe Mixon, TJ Housmanzada, Chad Johnson, uh, Rudy Johnson. Yeah, that guy. Cedric Benson. Am I right? I think so. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. Watch them. I don't know either. Um, so let's go ahead. I mean, I think we're both in agreement. I'm here. going Ravens. I'm going Ravens too. Uh, let's see what the coin has to say. All right. Looks like we got our first agreement here. The coin is also going with the Ravens.
1: Yep. Kind of makes me uh, not feel so great about the other picks, but that's fine. Whatever. We'll move on. And the next one, a little more interesting. We have the Seattle Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns, with the Browns only getting one and a half points against the Seahawks. The Browns are getting points? The Browns are getting points, and they're getting one and a half points. Is this bizarro world? I just don't understand. uh, Like, they're going to need points. The Browns are definitely going to need points, but they're going to need more than one and a half points.
0: Yeah. Well, the Browns need a win somewhere. I mean, it seems like... They're getting nothing but bad press everywhere. I think uh, the luster of uh, America's team is worn off. I think I'm starting to now lose yeah. faith in them. I think also that stupid controversies like Baker Mayfield, basically anything involving Baker Mayfield is now a stupid controversy, yes. and I'm just tired of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to really talk about when you talk about the Cleveland Browns. Everything always boils down to whatever is happening with Baker Mayfield and it's kind of the spotlight they've shined on him from the moment they drafted him that this was going to happen we
0: kind of knew this was going to happen I mean you know what it's kind of weird like I I think he's got some of the traits that you need to be a great quarterback I think you need to be a little cocky Mm -hmm. I think you need to have kind of a little bit of arrogance to be a great quarterback but at the same time like he just seems to rub everyone the wrong way and it's not like it's piling up victories he hasn't put up the numbers that we all expected. And you would think on a team where he's got, he's got Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. He's got Jarvis Landry. He's got Nick Chubb. He's got weapons. Like, I don't even want to hear like that he's got nothing to work with. Oh, yeah. He's just holding the ball and he's not getting blocking and they're not putting up points. Like, outside of what? That he had that one nice game against the Ravens. Like, yeah, but that what Ravens, have we seen?
1: That Ravens defense is not. A typical Baltimore defense. I
0: would one hundred percent agree with you there, but at the same time, like he, they needed to step up in that game. I really thought that the game on Monday was going to be a real kind of litmus test to see, like, yeah, where are the Browns? Like, who are they? Well, I thought that way for both teams in that game, and yeah, I expected the Browns to make a little bit more of a jump than they did. They didn't really, uh, didn't really do too hot. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's move on to a uh, different side of things. I really want to talk about Seattle.
1: Yeah, Seattle's an interesting team right now. They're sitting at four and one. Their quarterback's playing probably better than he ever has, and that's a huge compliment.
0: I think he's I think as we stated earlier, he's definitely in the conversation that's he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. With, did yeah. you see that play with Tyler Lockett? Yes, he, yes, I did. Oh wow. That was beautiful. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen that where a guy can literally run left and right for about 30 seconds, and then lose everybody and still fire a rocket ball like, to the deepest part of the end zone with the receiver tiptoeing on the sideline. And with touch. Yeah, it was like, it was like that uh, Roethlisberger to San Antonio Holmes play. In the Super Bowl against uh, Cardinals, but yeah. imagine if Ben Roethlisberger ran left to right for 30 <laughs> seconds beforehand. Sure. He only just rolled out once. Mm-hmm. Like, that was incredible. I've never seen anything like that, and that was – Probably the premier play of the season so far.
1: Well, and with him playing, the level he's playing, everyone else is kind of stepping up in that offense, too. Their running game has been without an identity since Marshawn Lynch left. Yeah. But they're picking it up. It's uh, Carson's. They've had fumble issues. They've had issues. But that's going to happen, especially when you have this uh, rotating cast of guys where you never know how many carries a guy's going to get. You don't know what their snap count's going to be. But when they can come out and when Carson can come out and play well, uh, piggybacking off of uh, what Russell Wilson's doing, that's why they're 4-1 and one too.
0: Yeah, and it's not like they've same, they've... same goes with the defense. Yeah, and their one loss came to the Saints. I mean, that's a damn good football team. I can't yes. wait to talk about The Saints about were
1: that. way better than anyone thought.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you look at like who they've beat. I mean, they got wins over the Rams. Mm-hmm. They got two games with the Niners. Yeah. Like they got a lot ahead of them. And I think this is a team that isn't going away. I honestly think we could be looking at three teams from the West getting in there. It's possible. It is definitely possible. Uh who do you like in this one?
1: This spread is stupid. I'm going with Seattle.
0: Yeah, I, I don't get that Cleveland's one. Cleveland's gonna need like fifteen points. I think I think this is the game where uh we really, really start to question Cleveland. I mean, I know we we are kind of feeling that way after that debacle. It's going to be up to Baker Mayfield. I don't think I don't think they got it. No. I just I don't think they're going to prove it. I think uh, Seattle's going to come in and punch them in the mouth. I agree. And this is where the coin is really going to have to let us know who's going to win. And the coin agrees with us. The coin is going with the Seattle Seahawks. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Who we got for the next one?
1: The next one, uh, probably one of the game of the week games of the week. We have the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs with the Texans getting five and a half points.
0: Hmm. That seems a lot higher than I would have thought coming after last week's game. Yeah. Can you explain what happened with the Chiefs? Uh,
1: I think it's one of those things where he's been hurt. I know he hurt uh, Pat Mahomes. Sorry, I should specify. Pat Mahomes uh, rolled his ankle... Oh, probably, was it in the Ravens game? I believe it was, believe. It was around there. Yeah. It was a couple of weeks back, and it looked like he might have re-injured it this week against the Colts. He didn't miss any time, but there's, there's definitely, uh, watching him, you normally can't tell, but then there's moments after it happens where you, he'll miss a throw and you can be like, okay, something's going
0: on. And I think it's a mix of that and the Colts actually being pretty good. I I actually want to make a point that I think a lot of teams around the league are gonna watch and see how Detroit defended mm-hmm. the Chiefs, and I think that's gonna be maybe, I think we may see something from back when how New England handled them right. in the AFC Championship game and how Detroit played them. Whereas if you match up with them perfectly and they are able to wait to, able to take away Travis Kelsey, you can match up with the Chiefs like you can kind of push them around if you kind of have to force all the kind of secondary guys mm-hmm. to step up and play out of their minds, it makes a lot tougher. And we'll see what happens with them going forward because I think not having Tyreek Hill kill right now is a huge loss for them. I mean, say what you will about him personally. Mm. But on the football player, he is the difference maker that makes that team go. And as much as I like Mahomes, I think Hill makes him that much better. So we'll see. I know he's getting close or he may be coming back soon. I think a lot of the problems we're having right now will be resolved once he comes back. Sure, and I think a lot of that is uh, teams still don't know how to stop the guy. This is all
1: theoretical. This is something where it's like a couple teams have done it once, and the Lions might have needed fairy dust to do it. Yeah. So we'll see how teams uh, try to group up on Pat Mahomes and figure him out moving forward because even when they do, sometimes he'll make that play like he did this last week where he's left, right, boom, hits the guy. And on a, a pass that has no business coming out of his arm the way it does and no business hitting the receiver the way it does. It just happens. Uh, Russell Wilson's very similar in this regard. But Pat Mahomes is doing it with a lot more size and a lot more arm. And sometimes this guy is going one way, and that ball's coming out in a way
0: that we've never seen, like scientifically should not happen. Well, you know who's also very similar in that sense? Hmm. How about the guy he's going up against, Deshaun Watson? Very fair. I, I don't know. The Texans showed me something, but I do have to preface it. They beat the snot out of a Falcons team that I think is absolute trash. So I'm not trying to put too much stock in that game because the Falcons have literally shown me nothing this year. It's and hard they were to. a team that I was kind of banking on being like, okay, they're going to kind of go back to the way they've been. They're going to be a They were contender. in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, and they still have a lot of talent. Like That defense is still good. They still have Julio Jones, probably one of the top five Amongst wide receivers. other guys, though, that are pretty consistent. I mean, Matt Ryan honestly was one of those guys I was thinking about in my top ten list. Right, couldn't put him there. Not this year. No. Nope. But he's close. Like, he's still good. Like, I'm not going yeah, to take away from him. Without question. He's but definitely not down Kirk year. Cousins.
1: This is a down year for
0: me. Yeah. And I don't really think it's even his fault. I just no. think the whole team, there's something off about them. I just, I don't know. But I digress. I don't know. I kind of like the Texans in this one.
1: I like the Texans. I like them just fine. I think it's, I like them even more when you're getting five and a half points in a game that I think is going to be a shootout.
0: Could be wrong, but... But do you think they keep it between that? You think it's going to be close?
1: I think it'll be close. I don't think the Texans are even... I think Deshaun Watson's good, but their O-line is still trash. Uh, they're, They can come out high-octane and put a lot of points up against you, but then they kind of... That defense that's not that great anymore, they're okay. The Houston Texans defense, but they're not the Houston Texans defense from, what, five, six years ago? Yeah, a different different. They've bag. dropped
0: off a bit, but they're still. It's still a good core. Like they have something good going on down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's one of those things where I don't see one team
1: or the other getting out too far in front of the other one. I just think it's going to be kind of close. I think uh, any time that Watson's going to do something, I think or vice versa, I think Mahomes is going to come out and kind of go, they're going to go shot for shot. In my in my opinion, that's kind of what I think is going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to go with the Houston Texans, though. I don't know if they're going to get the win, but they definitely could. I'm going with the Texans.
0: Okay. I, I don't think we're straying too far here. I I honestly think the Chiefs win the ballgame, but it's definitely going to be within five and a half. Uh, so give me the Texans as well. Let's go ahead and confer with the coin. Who do they got?
1: And it looks like the coin is tails. So the coin will be going with the Houston Texans as well. And coming up next we have wait for it. Wait for it. Oh is this the toilet bowl? Toilet ass bowl game. We have the Washington Redskins at the Miami Dolphins, with the Dolphins getting three and a half points. I'd be
0: surprised if they got three and a half fans to go to this game. I don't even know if they have the yeah, I don't even know if they have the half a fan. Yeah, uh we'll see what happens here. So I have a theory that the NFL this year has decided to do the Toilet Bowl Championship series. And this is the first installment of that. We're gonna see some later epic matchups this year, including uh, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins twice. Mm, that should be fun. Good stuff. How about the Dolphins versus the Bengals? Real captivating. Oh man. So if the Dolphins play the Bengals, do the Jets play the Bengals? I'd love to see that. The Bengals should play the Redskins too. The Bengals should play the Bengals. Someone for the Bengals should play for the Bengals. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't suck so much ass. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I just can't believe that this is a game. Uh, there's no the most interesting thing about this game has nothing to do with this game. Let's talk about uh, Bob Marley over there, uh, Jay Gruden. Yeah, he's getting getting down, ordering the Bob Marley extra crispy. It's going to be a little hard to pass a new uh, pre-employment screening for a new job, uh, you know, with this little habit he's got there. And I'm not judging, you know, to each their own. I, I'm i not going to sit here and, and get into all that. I honestly think that they should let people laid them that. up, Jay. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I don't care at all. But here's where I have a problem with it. I am tired of the Redskins' management and their antics. Do you remember a couple of years back? When they let their GM go, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the guy's, the guy's on the sauce too much. He's got a drinking problem. Yeah. And first off, I think that's a shitty way to go about things like in general in life. If you know somebody that's got a problem like that, you don't just throw them on their ass and say, oh, fuck you. Like You got a problem. You step up and do the right thing. And what they did is they just looked for any little loophole they could find to void his contract and not yep. pay him.
1: And Washington's been doing that for
0: forever. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder about this video with uh, Jay Gruden getting high. It's Almost like it got leaked. Almost like they knew what they were doing, and they've sat on this for so long, and they were just like, all right, the moment that we want to fire him and we don't want to pay for him, we're going to drop this damn video. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the firing was just and deserved. If they were winning, no one would care.
1: That's the bottom line. They'd be like, look at party guy Jay Gruden over there hitting that. Hitting that
0: blunt. I mean, tomorrow, if there was a video of Bill Belichick smoking a bong, everybody would be like, winner, legit. They would treat him like they did. Remember that when Michael Phelps did it? Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, only winners smoke weed. Of course. Yeah. So Unless I mean,
1: you're not Michael Phelps.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you're not, then you're a loser. Um, but that's what happens. So, I don't know. I think the whole thing's stupid. It's almost as silly as the smoke coming out. And Yeah, I get it. I did say smoke about the redskins being interested in maybe uh, acquiring Mike Tomlin from the Steelers. <laughs> I think that's that's uh that would that'll, be a very redskinny move. That'll do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking Tomlin as a coach. I think he's a good I think he's a good one, one of the better ones, but uh no coach is worth a draft pick. And the only time the last time I can think of it was I think the Raiders got free picks from Tampa Bay for John Gruden. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. How'd that work out? But then, I mean, on the flip side of that, you do have uh, the Jets trading the Patriots. Yeah. And the Patriots got some coach. I don't know if you know him. His name is Bill Belichick. And they only had to give up a first round pick.
1: With all implications, though, of what that meant, that could be the biggest trade of all time.
0: It very well could be. Because just look at it.
1: Look at what happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, you can only count on bad things to happen if the Jets are involved. That's fair. But anyways, I got so sidetracked talking about bad. Well, there's nothing to talk about in this game. I
1: mean, that's all this game is—is bad coaching and football. You might as well talk about Jay Gruden.
0: I think whenever these games come up, this should be our rule going forward for the season. We should just not even talk about the game. Like, does anyone really care? I I can't think anybody who's like, I need to know the, I need some insight on Washington versus Miami. If you're a fan of either of these two teams, you should just be sitting at home, like on YouTube, watching two highlights. And if
1: you're on one of these teams, especially the Miami Dolphins, you should uh, drive your car into a fountain going like 90 miles an hour, like in Dominican Sioux did that one time.
0: Or uh, you should be calling your agent and saying, Hey, I heard the XFL draft soon. Can you get me in that?
1: Yeah, I really want to be one of the Guardians. What are some of the other team names they had? They were terrible.
0: Oh, it doesn't matter.
1: It really doesn't. It doesn't matter what their team names are because you couldn't give me $10 million to feign interest in this matchup.
0: Yeah, this this is like the $10 million game. Like You got to pay me that much money for me to go or care about it. So, I mean, I don't know. For the sake of the integrity of the show, I guess I'll pick the Dolphins because I have to pick someone. Who do you got?
1: Oh, I'm going with the Dolphins too because I just straight up don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And this is where the coins gonna pick the Redskins and who And cares? I
1: fucking think the Redskins are circling the bowl at a more accelerated rate than the the Dolphins. Dolphins had the bye week, they're out of it for a week. It, the Redskins have been trying to match them effort for effort and who's well, the shittiest. Okay,
0: team. I got a theory here. I think the Dolphins are newcomers in the uh circling the I drain. think
1: they legit have a plan. Oh, yeah, and it's forward working out. and Washington does not.
0: No, I think Washington was one of those teams that were bad that was trying to win. Yes. Like I don't think that this is the plan at all. Yeah. Washington, Denver, yeah. maybe. Yeah, who knows about them? We'll talk about yeah. that later. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I don't trust the Redskins and I nope. think they're gonna they're gonna drop the most epic deuce you've seen in a long time. We'll be able to smell it from here. Uh I mean Washington already stinks, so why not make it stink worse? Why not? Let's go ahead. What does the coin got? This this can't be real. The coin agrees with us. It's going right. dolphins. It's pretty much locked
1: in stone then. What's gonna happen there? The Philadelphia Eagles at the Minnesota
0: Vikings. With the Vikings giving the Eagles two and a half points. I want to bring this up. I thought this was a really funny story from this week. Um, I'm not gonna get into the politics of this. You either love this man or you hate him. But uh the president gave Kirk Cousins a congratulatory call after the game. I think I'm really only bringing this up to say how far has those congratulations fallen that Kirk Cousins is getting the call? Like normally that would be something like you win a gold medal, yeah. Like you win a championship, like you're involved in doing something great. Beating the Giants is not something that deserves a call. I mean, hell, I mean, <laughs> Trump better get ready to call everybody because that's going to happen a lot this year. Yeah, I think so. So I I mean I don't know. I just thought it was funny that we had to we just had to bring it up and uh and like Kirk Cousins
1: of all people. Like Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, like that uh, nerd. <laughs> I, <laughs> mean, I wonder if he put
1: uh, one of his rocks in his uh good rock or good day rock box outside of his house after he got the call. Oh,
0: I think he put like 3 or 4 in there. Geez. But then I would think like where uh, does he put the rocks that are in his head? I don't know. Maybe that's actually where all the rocks go. Yeah, I think that's where he gets them from. But my God,
1: and that that is a the silliness of what you just said uh, goes right toe
0: to toe with the silliness that is the Minnesota Vikings. Well, here is the funny thing that I think is hilarious that I am hearing a lot of the talking heads talk about this week, and they're saying like things like, "Well, they threw the ball effectively. That opens up the offense." No shit. Have you been watching the NFL in the past five years? Throwing the ball effectively wins you the game. I know we're all conditioned to the whole idea of ground, of ground and pound. You mm. know, play good defense and run the ball Smash and sure. mouth football. Sure, some teams are doing that effectively, but at the end of the day, uh, do you think the Chiefs win because they ground it out? No, not in this decade. And even the Pats and the Pats have always had an effective running game, but. Tom Brady is the guy that's getting it done at the end of the day. And you could say that for the Packers. You could say that for the Texans. You could say that for all but these great that, teams. I also think the Pats uh, and a lot of those other great teams have all been on the front lines of actively changing how the run game works. Yeah. And, and that's that's where I just don't, I don't understand. The Vikings are a mystery to me because I think they have all the talent in the world to be one of the threats in the NFC. But at the same time, I think it's always going to come back to, like, what are you getting from Kirk Cousins? And if he's going to be the guy that we've seen for, I don't know, his whole career, I'm not going to bank too much on him. And I don't take this team that seriously because of that.
1: Yeah, I can't either. And I think it's kind of odd that the Eagles are actually getting the points in this situation.
0: I think it, it's strictly based on where it's being played. I mean, Minnesota definitely ha- is to a welcoming atmosphere. But right. at the same time, I mean, I don't know. Uh, tell me, who do you think the better team is? I think we're both going to agree and say it's the Eagles. Oh, I think Philly's definitely
1: better. I think Carson Wentz is better. Yeah, I, I, I think, think they have uh, a better offense. Their I offense think. is better. I think their defense is better. Well, maybe not all I think the time. It's but when they play well, that defense yeah. is really good. Yeah. I don't know. I I got to go with Philadelphia in this situation because I just think Philadelphia is better. I think a lot of their losses, too, came off the heels of them being blown out and depleted injury-wise, and I think they're starting to hopefully maybe get uh, healthier as the weeks go on, and maybe this week they can come in a little uh, with a little more steam. I don't see much on, other than Delvin
0: Cook on the side of the Vikings that I really, really like. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, this is another one of those we're not uh, straying too far here. I'm going with the Eagles as well. We're going to have to check and see what the coin has to say once I find the coin. (laughs) Looks like the coin's going with the Vikings here. All right. Well, let's just move on. I don't really have much uh, energy I'd like to expend on the Vikings here.
1: Well, yeah, because you've got to save up your energy for the next matchup.
0: Oh, is it a good one? It's an interesting one.
1: Oh, I like that the New Orleans Saints at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh,
0: the Saints are definitely getting the points here, right? Yes, they are. They're getting one and a half points. Yeah, because that makes so much sense. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder on some of these, like, does anybody watch the games? Because even with Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints look like world beaters. They're still four and one. Yeah. They've been vastly outplaying their competition. And it's not like they're doing it against nobody's. They beat on the Seahawks, who is a team that looks incredible so far. They beat on the Cowboys, who up until recently, I would have said was one of the premier teams in the NFC. They
1: kicked the Cowboys in the dick.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. What makes them think this? They must buy into Minshew Mania more than we do. Which is saying something, because we are, uh, honestly, we're a little too high on the Minshew Mania like, it's driving us crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely, I, I do love the guy. He's my favorite player right now. I think question. he's
0: my favorite person. If Min, if Gardner Minshew was running for president, I would go out there and volunteer and canvas door-to-door to get uh, votes for Gardner. But at the same time, like, we're a little delusional here. we got to be kind of based in reality. I'm the still, Saints are the better team. I'm
1: still running for merit-crazy town. I mean that's still
0: a thing, but maybe you maybe you could be VP for Gardner. Hey, you could be the the official crazy hey, vote.
1: Hey, I like that. If he's on my if he's on my side, then then we're good because Minshew Mania up to this up to last week has been pretty damn good,
0: and I, even then I don't think we can really throw too much blame on no. them. Like that was a kind of a tough situation. Yeah, I, I don't know what's gonna happen with them going forward, but I don't think they're winning this one. I think the fact that they're giving away points to the Saints is kind of a laugh riot, and I'm going to take the Saints all day. This is not a team I'm going to bet against.
1: No, I love Gardner Minshew, but that's what you just said is is uh, definitely true. I cannot bet against the Saints in this situation where the Saints are obviously the better team and also getting points. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so let's
0: see who the real winner is. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. The coin disagrees with us. I'm okay with that. The coin thinks that the Jacksonville Jaguars, with one Gardner Minshew, are going to... ah, uh, They're going to defeat the Saints. I, it's weird for me to even say it, but uh, the, okay. The damn
1: coin gets under my skin so much and pisses me off, but I'll say this. If I'm wrong about this game, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy for Gardner, but at the same time, this would be kind of one of those weird uh, moments where... I will think back on this uh, probably for the rest of the season and just realize that the coin knew.
1: Well, talking about things that you'll look back on uh, after this as the season goes on and actually think about, let's talk about something that no one will think about as the season goes on because we have the Atlanta fail clowns at the Arizona Cardinals
0: with the Cardinals getting two and a half points. <sighs> I wish the Cardinals weren't a thing. I mean, I know they're in the rebuilding process and – They're starting something new, and and it seems like they're interesting. I'm not going to hate on them too much. Too early. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know they're building, but they—I mean—at best, that's a six and well, ten. Well, and they're
1: still—they're still almost at the tail end of the rebuild with some of the guys they still have on that roster. I mean, we're still talking about Larry Fitzgerald and some of that stuff. So it's like,
0: the, oh yeah, they still got some holdovers from their Arians Even era. while they're
1: still trying to move things forward, they're still got one foot in the old grave. Yeah, and they—they—I don't think they ever fully embrace. Not the that idea there's anything rebuilding. wrong with Larry yeah. Fitzgerald. It's just one of those things where I've seen this team be good once in my life. And it was during the Kurt Warner era of the Arizona Cardinals. And I've seen them try to hold on to that era probably maybe possibly a little too long.
0: Well, yeah, that's kind of always been the thing with them is they've uh, never known when to quit. And that's where you're at right now. And speaking of a team that always knows when to quit, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't. I fucking hate them. I don't know what to say. I mean, I've always
1: hated them. And this is just proof of why I have fucking always hated them.
0: They are the classic case of they do whatever you think that they're not going to do. Sure. Because I remember even going back to that Super Bowl, you know the epic one, 28-3. Yeah. When they were up 28-3 to three, I would have bet pretty much anything that they're going to hold on. It's just too, much, too many points. But then you should just always bet on the Falcons letting you down. Whenever you think that they're going to lose, they will win. I
1: remember watching that game. And feeling like, oh, there's no way the Patriots are going to get this done. But then there'd be little moments would happen. And you'd be like, oh, no. Oh, here it comes. Get ready. Oh, uh, there they oh they it scored. Was, it oh, was kind oh, of oh, hilarious it to watch
0: because by the third quarter, like, you knew. Yep. And, like, I, I, rem- the wall. The I remember people- me and you were watching the game, and I was basically to the point where I was like, uh, can we do something else? Everybody knew it was going to happen, including the Falcons. And I kind of feel like that's where they're at right now. I mean, I don't think they ever that team ever got over that. But at the same time, uh, they've just always been like this. They're this team that will perpetually find a new way to disappoint you and uh, kind of ruin your expectation of what you thought they were going to be. I thought this was going to be a playoff team. Yeah, I thought so too. But they're not. And I don't see them turning around. And honestly, I don't feel like this game's really going to matter. I mean, I guess... Again, another one of those for-the-record games. I'm going to go with Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I have the Cardinals as well.
0: I'd, but, like, I'd love to make it interesting, but no, not this week. I think I think it's just a case they burned us too many times. We've yep. been riding them hard all season. We were kind of thinking, oh, Falcons are going to be good. Like We kind of talked them up and especially after that Philly win, you kind of thought, okay. They like, should be better than one in four. Yeah. They, they're definitely much more talented than that, and I don't get it, but. We'll see. This is probably the game where they get everything right and make us look like fools, but...
1: Yep, go out and win 12 in a row, why not?
0: Yeah. And
1: then get get
0: fucked by the Patriots. Yeah, something stupid will happen. Let's see. And it looks like we got tails here. We're all in agreement. It looks like we're all going cards on this
1: one. Excellent.
0: All right, move on. Let's get. To, hopefully this is a better match. i am tired of talking this about one boring ones. This one should be.
1: This one's an interesting one, especially over the last couple of weeks of one of these teams. Uh, it's the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams, with the Rams giving up three and a half points to the 49ers.
0: What are the Niners going to do to get some respect? I don't know. Put some respect on the Niners' Maybe name. Maybe this
1: is the game.
0: Uh, it better be, because here's what I'm saying. I think this is the Rams' last chance if they want to be a division winner this year. I know it's it's way too early to make bold statements like that. I mean, granted, this is Week Six of the mm-hmm. NFL season, but this was a team that not even ten days ago was three yeah. and zero. Yeah, that we all would have said, "Hey, they're going to still be the force. They're still they're coasting to that Super Bowl that we all anticipated they mm-hmm. would be in." But a rough week against the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, interesting turn of events in a close game where they lost to the Seahawks. Now they're sitting at 3-2. and two. And they got some real p- troubles here. Got to get the foot on the gas. Because if they lose to the Niners, they will now be at a spot where the best they can do is split with them. A 5-0 and oh Niners team. Yeah, knocking the Los Angeles Rams down to 500, not good for them. Yeah. So, how do they come back? I mean, there'll be two games back in the division. I mean, of course they'll have another matchup looming later in the season where they can try to you know get a little bit back. But now you're hoping to the point where the Niners got to lose eventually. They right? have to, especially when you look at those records. Uh, if the Niners
1: were to come out four and one and the Rams were to come out four and two, it's all of a sudden not as daunting.
0: Yeah, it, you feel like you there's a real that. dog race going on there. But I feel like if they drop this game, I mean. It's going to be tough going the rest of the way and through. I, I don't even think the Rams are bad. I think they just lost a couple games that they really really couldn't afford to lose. I think the Bucks one was the worst one. I think that's, that one did speak. That should have uh, been a gimme. Like yeah. that's the one where I I have a problem with. I think losing to Seattle Seahawks by one point a points, short week
1: after what happened uh, with the Bucks, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Not a good trend to
0: start. Yeah, they they really got to change the tide here. They, they got to turn things around. They could
1: easily drop one at home to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers,
0: who are pretty good and
1: very balanced. And they remind me of a lot of the Los Angeles Chargers teams, I guess you could say, or the old school uh, San Diego Chargers teams, where they were just balanced. They had a little bit of everything everywhere, and they would make it uh, to the playoffs pretty much every year. And that's kind of how I feel like maybe this is beginning to start up with the momentum with San Francisco moving forward, that they might be one of those teams.
0: I think so, too. And and you know what? I think the odds makers are really slight in the Niners and a team that's undefeated and has come out against some pretty okay competition. I mean, granted, they haven't truly been tested yet. A lot of those teams are not the greatest, and right. the Browns are proven to be sadly looking like frauds. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know what to make of them, but I'm going with the Niners this week. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners too, and this is their this is their first really big uh, prove-it game. I think if they come out and they punch the Rams in the mouth and they get that W, I think that really changes the narrative on how things are going to play out in the NFC West this year. I would definitely Because I think it turns it into a two-team race. I think the Rams are really gonna have to play catch up. I mean, granted we know they got the firepower and capability of doing that, but I don't think they wanna get into that big of a hole this early.
1: Well, and the bigger the hole, the more weight they gotta put on Jared Goff, and that has not ever been their model of success.
0: Are they gonna get Todd Gurley going this week? Uh you'd hope so. I, I think I think this is gonna be the point where they're gonna have to really start thinking like Hey, we should get this guy more involved. He was kind of what made us go last year. Yeah, now
1: is the time. And I understand their apprehension because it is ultimately what killed them. Yeah. But in this game, it's too important. They got to hit the ground running. They got to take that weight off golf, like I was saying. And they can put it back on the running game, put it back on their defense, and put it on the consistency of those receivers that they have who are uber consistent players. Yes. That's where they need to go
0: from here. Well, I think Sean McVay also needs to kind of prove this whole genius status right. that, that he had been anointed with, which uh, first off is always stupid because every time someone comes up with a innovative or creative offense, yep. someone will always figure out a counter. And, and you I could think, say the
1: same thing right now about the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, same kind of deal with the coach. They are doing things that the Niners should not be capable of doing, and a lot of it comes down to play
0: calling and identity. I think Kyle Shanahan's doing an amazing job, and honestly he is the one link that we talked earlier about how poorly the Falcons are doing and like what oh, has yeah. changed. Yeah, without like a, yeah. without Shanahan, without their offense doubt. has been pedestrian. But you look at what he's doing right now with honestly probably not the best supporting cast in the league. Around Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean the most exciting players, George Kittle, and then who? Well, those running backs. yeah. Oh yeah, Breida looks I'd great between
1: Coleman, Breida, and uh, what's it,
0: Mostert. In yeah, his name. Those three, they're good. Yeah, I mean, I think they they definitely got something solid going there. I like I like what they're doing, but uh, the defense is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still going with the Niners this week. Yep, me too. Let's see what the coin has. The coin is going with the Rams. All right can't say I blame it, but I
1: just want the coin to know it's wrong. Moving on, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets, with the Jets getting eight and a half points. Is eight and a half enough? Nope. What a bounce-back game this could be for Dallas. Uh, What a bounce-back game this could be for Sam Darnold. (laughs) Hopefully he doesn't die out there. Shake the mono off.
0: Yeah, what did you think about that quote where he did say like he wanted to make sure he wasn't going to die out there?
1: Well, then he should be trying to do everything he can to n- not be under center for the New York Jets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would think like, if we looked at the statistical ratios of like the likelihood of a quarterback dying while uh, being active in the NFL, I would say it's like close to like a hundred percent certainty that if it would happen to a team, it would happen to the Jets, Lions, or Browns.
1: Yeah. I I I you I track with you there I get what you're saying. For sure. I mean those
0: those teams just always seem to have just like the absolute worst luck and I feel like that's a very Jetsy thing to happen and you know what if Sam Darnold doesn't uh, die from some angry guy from Queens coming in and, and taking him out because he doesn't leave the Jets of Promised Land he's either gonna die because uh, the Jets Jetsel line is just gonna let him get creamed repeatedly or he'll just get mono again I mean anything can happen
1: yeah we'll see what happens on the mono front.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's okay. I mean, you can't be too okay to be the Jets' starting quarterback. But I mean, and
1: shoot, who knows? Maybe Sam Darnold will be sleeping, and Allen Gase or uh, Adam Gase will just walk in and just like
0: kill him while he's sleeping. He does have the look of a serial killer. I, yes. He bet you he's got a body count.
1: Oh, uh,
0: other than Ryan Tannehill, he might. I wouldn't know that guy. That guy's got something hidden. He's got some
1: secrets. But. uh the Dallas Cowboys were on track to be one of the best teams in the league, not just the
0: NFC. They've kind of been stalled a little bit in that regard lately. I almost want to say the E word. Yeah. I think they're getting exposed. Ooh. I still think they're a good team, and I still think there's like aspects of this team that are ingredients of a championship contender. And I'm not fully jumping off the Dallas bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to win the East. Like, I think they shouldn't panic. But at the same time, they should take a step back and realize, I don't know if Dak is the guy that a lot of people think he is. I think he's a great quarterback. But I think, unfortunately, he's not one of those guys, like a Deshaun Watson or a Mahomes or Brady, that is able to kind of Dictate the flow of the game. I think he's a guy that follows the flow. Correct. I think he's a guy that like he can manage the game really well, but I don't think he can make the plays that if he's winning football is all about. Yeah,
1: if he's the guy that's going out there and making your mistakes, you're off to a bad start. Because when he doesn't make mistakes, that's when you win. And that's what we kind of saw
0: last week against the Packers. Some of those throws were.
1: I'm not gonna say they're bad throws. Uh, but they ill advised. How about that? That's fair, right? And they were not the smartest move. Yes. For him to make some of those throws, but it's, uh, that was also just a nasty matchup. I think, uh, I look at this one and I don't see any way the Cowboys don't bounce back. Oh, I I I don't think eight and a half is enough. Uh, look at, look at Amari Cooper last week, even in that loss, like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. That was an epic game. I mean, it must be nice to be the Cowboys and have, like, uh, four to five bye weeks built in. I mean, they get their regular bye. They get to play the Jets and Dolphins. They get to play the Redskins twice. And we're not even counting the the steaming pile that's the Giants. So, I mean, they get to really pile on these wins. And if they don't take advantage of this, they're foolish. I think uh, we don't really need to spend much more time here. I'm pretty sure you're going Cowboys because I am. all day. Yeah. Uh, Rodham Cowboys. So let's see what the coins got to say about this one. Looks like the coins going with the Cowboys as well. Rotom. Right Moving
1: on. The Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are giving the Titans two and a half points.
0: All right. I'm getting my pillow, getting my blanket. It's about that time. I'm. uh putting on my audio cassette of Pat Summerall saying, Bono the kick, and I'm getting ready to pass out. Um, I'm definitely not thinking about football. Uh, Whenever you bring up the Broncos, this is like my natural instinct. I'm thinking about putting my jammies on. Get a glass
1: of warm milk.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, maybe spike that milk with something, you know. Only for the adults, though. I mean that's how I roll. Um Yeah. Oh wait, there's a football game going on here. I'm just thinking about sleep because again we're talking about uh the NFL's all drowsy team, the Denver Broncos, who somehow managed to put the Chargers to sleep and pick up a victory last week.
1: Yeah, it worked. It was like uh it was like some uh jigglypuff action.
0: Oh totally. Like they they were singing their hearts out, you know, distracting everybody, uh winning the ugly boring 20 to yep. 13 game to
1: sleep got them with their pants down
0: yeah i mean we already kind of went over just how boring the the broncos are i mean let's go to the other side of this but yeah you have let's the, talk about how boring the titans you are. have the sleepiest team in
1: the league versus the
0: most probably wildly inconsistent team in the league they i don't get them are they being haunted by the ghost of jeff fisher because I seriously feel like this is a team that's... It does feel like Jeff Fisher came back somehow. They're feeling his presence because I feel like they're going to find a way to go 7-9, 8-8, 9-7. And then we're going to be talking about them uh, you know, around December. And we're like, oh, are the Titans a legit playoff team? Nah, they'll get bounced in the first round. And we'll just do this dance again next year. And then we'll just keep talking about is Mariota good? Who knows? Does it matter? Not really. No.
1: It's so whatever. This matchup is so whatever. These teams are so whatever. I couldn't. This goes back to the Washington and Miami game. I just don't care.
0: Yeah, I, it's hard for me to put any uh, thought or effort into this. These Both of these teams are bad. I, I I guess let me say this. The Broncos should not be getting points. I don't care if it's in Denver. I'm going to go with the Titans strictly because of that.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Titans as well. I don't understand why that is the way it is.
0: But it is what it is, so I'm going with it. And let's hear from the coin. Looks like the coin believes in a good night's sleep. They're all in on Mr. Elite, Joe Flacco, who's going to extend the Broncos' winning streak from one to two. Will that happen? You'll just have to see Sunday. Yeah, but
1: are they uh, going to reach their final form and hit them with Dream uh, dream Eater? We'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's very well possible. I'm not rolling it out, so uh, I can tell you this. One thing I will be rolling out, watching that game. Yeah,
1: 100% not watching that
0: shit. I hope uh, Red Zone ignores that one. They probably will because, let's face it, they'd have
1: to get into the Red Zone for
0: that day. Oh, so yeah. We'll no, be all right. Nobody's scoring there, so we're good. Uh, What do we got next?
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers, with the Chargers giving the Steelers six
0: and a half points. I'm going to be waiting all day to not watch this on Sunday night. Yep, trap. Big old trap. Yeah, uh, I don't even care who the Steelers put out at quarterback. They can suit up Terry Bradshaw, Neil O'Donnell, Mike Tomczak. I don't really care. doesn't matter. What's Cornell Stewart doing? Ooh. I'd like to see
1: him play again. That'd be more entertaining than what they have. I don't even know who who is their quarterback right now. I saw Mason Rudolph just get uh, absolutely I was, I was about to
0: say, definitely not Mason Rudolph. And how embarrassing is that, that you can be a multi-billion dollar organization with these 32 teams all worth a billion dollars, and they can't provide a working cart for guys to get hurt. Just That's just absolutely just that's pathetic. wild. Can you imagine like I hate to even talk like this because i I would never want to see this, and I'm glad he's doing okay and he's walking and and he's kind of more uh in a better place after that hit and injury, but can you imagine if heaven forbid he did get paralyzed in that play? How did they take him out of there? They got nothing <laughs> they they would have had to have get they would have to they would have had to have retrieved a stretcher from an ambulance and wheeled it out onto the field. And stretches them back out there. That sounds like just the absolute worst case scenario. And the NFL should be ashamed by that that whole kind of montage of what happened. The fact that you see the coaches like carrying off this clearly concussed guy off the field. It was just not a good sign. And it was Nobody one of those moments. Should be moving him. Yeah, it was again one of those moments that just makes me think. Every time I see this, why do I enjoy this? Why? What is it like? Why are we so? intrigued by this blood sport, we know it's bad we know that these guys are killing themselves for us and they're doing it i mean granted they're getting paid but yeah yeah, but this was
1: mason rudolph as well yeah this isn't like this isn't ben roethlisberger popping his arm out because he's old and out of shape and throwing a ball that he probably shouldn't be throwing anymore this was a guy getting laid out uh by earl thomas and just getting absolutely destroyed
0: that was I. I just had to say that was probably one of the more brutal things I saw from this in, weekend. And his
1: his salary and his all that is non-comparable to a lot of these other guys that they put a spotlight on that do get hurt. If he was paralyzed or worse, he is not in a good position, especially the way they uh, handled him on the
0: field. That is definitely cause for concern. No, this is where I kind of want to make a point too. Totally uh, off topic, but. This is where I hate when people talk about how overpaid these guys are. Because I'm willing to bet. I'm just taking a guess. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Mason Rudolph makes less than a million dollars. But I'm sure he makes probably, uh, I'm going to ballpark, between $500,000 and 950000 Sure. Now, most people would say, hey, my job's hard. It takes a toll on my body. That's what they signed up for. It's no big deal. But, yeah, is your job hard to the point where uh, your life is going to be compromised by the actions that you took out there? Unless you're a coal miner, I really don't want to hear this story from anybody. And if you are a coal miner, I'm sorry that you even pursued that path, knowing full well that you were going to suffer the consequences for that. Right. So, I mean, I just don't understand. It. And it's one of those takes I think is stupid. All these guys should get paid.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. and um. From the from stupid takes to stupid games. I mean, to get back into this game, I just don't. It's another one. I find myself at a loss. Uh, the Steelers are getting six and a half. They're going to L.A. Uh, L.A. should be better than
0: two and three. I don't get their issues. I don't think they are. Yeah. I think I think this is the team they are. I, I think they're just wildly getting, inconsistent. Getting
1: into a almost an Atlanta type situation.
0: Yes. I, I think they're clearly better than what they've shown, but at the same time, like I think there's just a whole bunch of just weirdness surrounding them. And I mm-hmm. think what's really killing them is that offense is not showing up the way we thought. I mean, it's really just been what's Keenan Allen doing? And I think it was gonna be tough working in Gordon, like after like what they had seen from oh, Nickler, yeah. and I think that's Gonna be weird for a couple weeks. Maybe it's just growing pains, but I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of this Chargers team. Well, I don't know what to make of and them.
1: Traditionally, they're they play heavy on things like a tight end. And yeah, just and that's been missing entirely. That Hunter Henry uh, possibly coming back this week. We'll see. But if, this is a that's why this is a big game for them. If they do win, uh, they can lick their wounds a little bit, get him back, get healthy, figure out their running back situation, and they could easily bounce back. However, I don't know. The Steelers are one of those teams, though, where you knock their quarterbacks out and it forces them to get back to the thing they should have been doing from the beginning. Oh, what, ball control football? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what they've always done. And so, in my opinion, you could call it a trap, you call it whatever you want. I think the Steelers are actually going to win this. Uh, You know what's weird? I agree with you. It's a really weird take, but I definitely see the Steelers just going to L.A. and making the trip and beating them.
0: Well, that's that's interesting. I thought I was going to be alone in this one, no, but apparently no. not.
1: I, I mean, I thought so, too, picking it. It's, it's not a sexy pick, but I definitely think it's what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's probably what's not going to happen. Let's see what is going to happen, though. Let's see what the coin's going to be doing. All right, flipping the coin. Coin is coming up, tails. So, we have the Pittsburgh
0: Steelers. Okay. I, I think that's kind of interesting. We're all kind of leaning that way. It seems like we don't care if it's the third-string quarterback. Yeah, not really.
1: I just see this is a game uh, where Los Angeles is going to fuck it all up. Yeah, makes sense to me. So, moving on from Sunday Night Football, uh, we got a big one for Monday Night Football, actually, this week with the uh, Lions. The Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers, with Detroit getting four and a half points.
0: I think this is the best Monday Night Football game we've seen all season. I'm I actually hope so. looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, especially uh, seeing how both teams have. Uh, like, when I saw this on the schedule, I wasn't as excited before the season started.
0: Oh, now, yeah.
1: Seeing what we've seen now, I think it's a true test for actually both of the teams. And, I mean, let's face it, the Packers, got uh, they've
0: they've done a lot of proving on the field this year, but they got to prove something against Detroit. Yeah, well, it's really interesting you say that because I I believe the Lions are 4-0 in in the last four meetings with the Packers.
1: I think they were uh, culprits
0: in the great uh, Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers uh, blow-up. I think the Lions are one of the factors that led to Mike McCarthy being unemployed right now. Yeah. Well, we got to bring up some things when it comes to the Lions, though. Uh, there's a couple of things we have to point out. First off, they're historically awful playing in Lambeau field. If we go back to, I don't know, the early nineties, I think what they've got two wins there in the last it's 30 like years. That. Yeah. It, it's It's not a good look either way. So, That's something to really uh, take into account here. And uh, usually, in primetime games as well, Aaron Rodgers has the Lions number two. I think the last time these two teams met in a high-profile game, uh, well, I'll remember, uh, that was the uh, famous Hail Mary play Mm. where Rodgers chucked it up to Richard Rodgers, and they put together one of the most surprising Uh, victories that we've seen in the last couple of years in the NFL. That's
1: one way of putting
0: it. Yeah, um, but I have to say, I I think you hit the nail on the head on this one. This is going to be the true test for both of these teams. It looks like that these are the class of the North. I really think that we're looking at the the two best teams here, and – I love what the Lions have been doing. I think they've kind of had a really good game plan so far. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that they'd be 2-1-1 one, and one at this point, I would have laughed at you. I would have thought that they would have got absolutely smoked by the Chargers and the Eagles. So the fact that they're even in this situation, I think, shows how good of a job they've done uh, getting prepared for the season. Now, at the same time, I think the Packers are coming in, in a bright spot, too. I mean... They just went through and thoroughly dismantled a team that a couple weeks ago we were talking up as a Super Bowl contender. And how is that going to play out? Like, this is a really intriguing matchup. I really am interested to see what both teams do here, because I think the Lions are actually built in a manner that could actually benefit themselves in the game against the Packers. I think they could come out here and maybe play a little ball control, kind of do what they've been doing, get On Johnson involved, and mainly keep Stafford upright. If they can make sure that Stafford doesn't get creamed in this game, I think that they're going to come out and uh maybe not get the W, but I definitely think they're in that spread. Yeah, uh you're going with the Lions then? I'm I'm definitely going with the Lions. What do you got to say on this one?
1: I mean, I hate to just uh slide over and pick the Lions as well, but I'm picking the Lions too and I think they could win. I don't Here's the thing. What I see from the Packers is a lot of things that they're doing well, whether it's the them finally incorporating a running game into their games, uh, Aaron Rodgers not having to make those crazy throws like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, however, Detroit right now looks to be built to stop that and to force Aaron Rodgers to do all those things that he used to do that he has not done as much this year. That leads me to think that if the Lions can play a a more mistake-free game than the Packers, the Lions can go on the road to a place where they are historically terrible and they could win. I think Stafford's great. I think their team is good. I think Aaron Rodgers is great. I think their team is good. But I also look at what the Lions did against Pat Mahomes, as the benchmark for what that team is capable of. While I don't think anyone can actually figure out what is going to make Pat Mahomes tick and what makes him good or bad, I think it's a lot easier to look at a team like Green Bay and figure that out, especially when, sure, they lost to Kansas City, but they did something that nobody else can do or has done yet. They got in their head, and they shut Mahomes down. Now, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, obviously Aaron Rodgers has been playing at a very high level for a very long time. I don't know. this. I mean, all indications in my gut say that uh, the Lions have been 4-0 against the Packers. So, of course, the Packers are going to come in and they're going to win because that's just how history writes itself Detroit. This year, I don't know. I made my grand uh, proclamation against, about the Lions last week. And this is going to be their bench, their real benchmark game, especially after the Chiefs game. So I, I think Detroit wins. I don't think they – not only do they – get the they cover the spread. I think they win the game. I don't know. Maybe I'm the kiss of death. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean I I don't know if I want to go as far as to say is I'm going to guarantee a Lions victory, but I definitely think this is going to be a close one. I think we're going to be tuning in in the last couple of minutes of this one. I think either way we're going to see a great quarterback come out and lead his team to victory.
1: That's the other thing that I almost forgot to bring up until you just brought it up. Look at the look at the spread here. Four and a half points. Now, look at these two quarterbacks. What if their game plans both fail them and we get out there and all of a sudden it is shot for shot? Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. Four and a half points. That could go
0: either way. I think this is another classic case of Vegas has the absolute perfect line and we never know what's going to happen here. And either way, I think we're in for an entertaining game and I'm excited for this one yeah of all the games this week i think this is the one i'm most amped to watch yeah i i I would
1: say that i between the texans and the chiefs and the lions and the packers i think this one just means more
0: yeah i oh i think just uh, interdivisional that's always going to be more and it's it's a classic rivalry i mean granted the lions don't have rivals because everyone they (laughs) play beats the snot out of them everyone they
1: everyone in that division is rivals with each other but not the lions yeah we're just there (laughs) or uh the lions are just there Yeah, I I totally feel that. Well, let's see. uh, This is the last game of the week. We'll see what the coin has to say in this one. Wrapping up week six. The coin's on the hopium. The coin is riding Matthew Stafford here. The coin is going with the Lions.
0: Oh, wow. Can you imagine how crazy uh, all the people in Michigan would go if the Lions actually pulled this one off?
1: Yeah, it's like maybe they'd, uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know what they would do. I think they're going to start booking the parade. You know, that division title parade we've al- they've always oh, wanted. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yikes. I don't know. I don't know, man. Thanks for tuning in again for the week six picks here. And remember, bet big on what the coin picked this week. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. And also, remember to check us out next week. And once again, this is Jim, nine tub, and this has been Even the Eyes. Stay tuned for this week's great moment in football, and we'll see you next week. Who's this guy right here? Oh, Bert Reynolds. Yeah. Who's the lady next to him? Right here. Yes. Ann Margaret? Yes. Huh? How's that? <laughs> Didn't you coach Burt Reynolds? Yes, I did. At Florida State? Yes. Was yes. he any good? He was a defensive back. I know. Was he any good? I said. He probably (laughs) was. He had a a good personality. Nah, those guys can't. He was a good personality. (laughs)